1: Welcome to Ask the Expert North Texas here on News Radio 1080 KRLD. Thanks for staying with us. I'm David Rankin.
0: And I'm Kristen Diaz. Avanel Joseph is the VP of, of policy at the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, and they're urging for additional investments in kids and families as we recognize National Hunger and Homelessness Awareness Week. And uh Avanel, thank you so much for joining us. And curious, the focus on children and families is, is pretty heavy right now. Um, is this a constant uh, focus or is this something um, that is more critical because of the the current economy, the, the pandemic, you know, uh, bounce back? What is the focus here?
2: I think people are more aware of uh, the needs of children and families, partially because of the pandemic and um the situation that we're in now in terms of um uh educational um, um deficits as well as caretaking um workforce um deficiencies um and of course because of inflation but but the issues about the child poverty and uh the needs of children and families in this country haven't changed they were certainly exasperated as a result of the pandemic, um, but the core needs and uh, the core um, areas and policies that are needed have have existed for quite some time.
1: How much has it exas- has exacerbated, at least since the pandemic?
2: Um, well, we know that um, during the, the pandemic in 2021, uh, Congress put in place some temporary measures to help families and in particular help small children. Those um, temporary measures included things like the expanded child tax credit, um, expanded food assistance, uh, and free school meals. Um, the child tax credit and um, expanded uh, uh, school meals both have expired. And we know as a result of the expiration of those uh, policies that there has been a rise in child poverty of about 40%. Um, Over a period of 25 years before the pandemic hit, largely because of government um, economic assistance, we've driven down childhood poverty by about 60% over a 25, 26 year period. So there was lots of progress that was made. Uh, The pandemic undid a lot of that progress. We tried to address that by putting in place some temporary measures, but now the expiration of those temporary measures um, have us facing down um, a, a road where we're likely to undo a lot of the progress that we made over the last quarter of a century.
0: With Texas being such a large state, are we seeing a larger uh, portion of this need here, or where is the focus um, the heaviest nationwide?
2: Um, well, across the nation in all states, we saw that federal assistance, economic assistance programs in particular, drove down childhood poverty um, across all states, across all um, ethnicities and demographics. Um, in 1993, the child poverty rate in Texas was just shy of 30%. Um, in 2019, as a result of that uh, federal economic assistance, things like the earned income tax credit, the child tax credit, social security, food stamps. Um, In 2019, we drove down the Texas rate of child poverty to 12%. So more than a 50% reduction, um, uh, more than a 60% reduction in that time frame, in that 25, 26 year time frame. So um, that's in line with what happened across the nation. Certainly what we see um, in in Texas is that there's um, a larger uh, proportion of uh, of, uh, Latino um, uh, populations. And we know that In terms of um, of poverty, that there there's a a greater number of um, of Latinos that are in poverty in this country.
1: When you think of homelessness. Are families and children more of an invisible group of people, because when you tend to think of homelessness, you're thinking of one individual person at a time.
2: Yeah, I think that's an unfortunate um, assumption that's made about homelessness. Yes, it, it, it severely impacts um, children and the lack of st- stable homes we know has a lifetime impact on a child and even a generational impact. Hunger and homelessness are closely linked to poverty. People with lower incomes have a harder time affording rent or purchasing healthy foods especially during a time when prices are continuing to rise. Um, So we know that addressing the root economic causes of poverty will also alleviate the conditions like hunger and homelessness um, that impact children as well.
0: And as we are rounding out this year and, and moving into 2023 soon, what are your projections or your hopes that um, some of the progress that has been in place that we can hold on to um, will project us into the you know, first and second quarter of next year? And, and how do you, you know, predict that, good or bad, uh, we, will, we will fare?
2: Well, I'll put my um, I'll put my wishes out there before I put my predictions, but, you know, my wishes are that, um, you know, our choices, our policy choices really show uh, who we are as a country and what we want for our children. We know from both the data from experimentation, we know what happens when we put the right policies in place. We also know what happens when we don't have commitment to see those policies through. Like I mentioned, many of the additional economic supports that were offered during the pandemic have now expired. Um, And that's been only compounded by the significant rise in prices over the past year. And um, we're at risk of undoing progress that we've worked a really long time to try to achieve in driving down the numbers of those living um, children who are living in poverty. Um, Even with all of the work that we have done to date, we still have more than 8 million children today in America that are living in poverty and in a nation as wealthy as ours that sh- just shouldn't be. I think to your point, often children are just sort of invisible, but this is not, um, th- you know, this type of poverty isn't um, a choice between going to the movies or um, going to your favorite restaurant. This is a choice about whether or not for the third night in a row, we can actually afford to put dinner on the table. It, um, whether or not we have to have that dinner or if we can get that asthma medication so we can avoid to go to the emergency room. These are desperate choices that families are making for their children. Um, Again, that's only compounded in the times that we're living now. And so my hope is that Congress um, will see this as as the emergency that it really is and uh, return from this election period, uh, really ready to fight for American families and for children in this country.
1: One thing that seems to add to the problem of hunger are there different areas all over the country that are food deserts where it's not easy for families to get to a grocery store in the neighborhood. How much does that exacerbate things?
2: It absolutely does. I mean, we know um, this is uh, the case in urban and rural areas alike where there um, are a lack of, of, of supermarkets that um, provide, uh, sell safe, um, affordable and nutritious foods. Um, again, hunger, um, and food insecurity is one that affects nearly 30% of the United States. So this is a huge issue. Um, and poverty only exasperates that.
0: Is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know about this week?
2: Uh, yes. I mean, I think, um, as I mentioned, there's a tight connection between, um, Uh, homelessness and hunger and poverty and certainly we're using this um, hunger and homelessness awareness week to draw attention to um, to poverty and the needs to address it um, poverty itself, childhood poverty in particular, is not a choice, and it, uh, it's not an individual choice, and it doesn't have individual repercussions. Um, the impact of childhood poverty impacts the entire community, it impacts the entire state, it impacts society at large, um, and so it really is a collective um, a problem that we hold here in this country. And. Um, it is not um, uh, it's not individual programs that help individual families that are going to make the most um, impact. It's really um, addressing the barriers that exist mm-hmm. that allow certain families in this country to thrive, and raise their children in healthy and um, environments where they can reach their fullest potential. And other families that uh, have barriers over barriers over have barriers that don't allow them to raise their children Mm -hmm. in a way that allows them to reach their full potential. And it's that imbalance that we're really trying to draw attention to and recognize that these um, federal programs really do do the most to help lift um, um, these children out of poverty and create a solution that lasts a long time by addressing those barriers that exist.
0: That's Avanel el VP of Policy at the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation for National Hunger and Homelessness Awareness Week. Thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it.
2: Thanks for having me. Awesome.
0: Stop that recording and